0: This is KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM and I am deeply, deeply honored today to welcome to the show the one and only Michael Malik Nazar, Director, Associate Professor of Theater Arts at the University of Oregon. He holds a PhD in Theater and Performance Studies from UCLA and an MFA in Directing from York University. Wildly published, much beloved. Marhaba, Michael. Do you like to be referred to as
1: Michael or Malik? I, I prefer Malik when I'm with people who can pronounce my name properly. So, yes, please call me Malik. Malik. Oh, yeah, it's
0: an Arabology <laughs> show, after all. Uh, Malik, you are in uh, San Francisco right now. I am. And uh, part of the reason is, of course, to see the fruits of your labor. As the the play titled the Scenes from 71 Years has actually premiered or is it premiering. Tell us a little bit about uh, the dates and places.
1: Right now, we're in previews. So we have two more previews today and tomorrow, and the show opens on the 8th of the month and runs through uh, the uh, 5th of next month. So that will be uh,
0: April 8th through May 5th? That's correct. Did you know the, uh, the name of the actual stage?
1: Yes, it's called the Potrero Stage in Potrero Hill. In
0: San Francisco.
1: In San Francisco.
0: And so uh, people can uh, go online to get tickets to the show uh, as of now. Yes, they can at the Golden Thread website. Tickets are available. Michael, it would take me so long or Malik to read uh, all of your CV here, but I'm so impressed by your love for the stage and the way you interweave your Arab identity and your Arab American identity into theater, which I think is a very powerful tool of getting a message across. Ross. The, the play itself is taken from uh, the amazing work by an Irish-Palestinian playwright, and her name
1: is Hannah Khalil, correct? That is correct, and as a matter of fact, uh, this play opened originally at the Arcola Theatre in London in 2016, and now Hannah is, could not join us because she's working with these two small companies in the UK called the Royal Shakespeare Company and the National Theatre of Scotland. So she's, she's quite busy right now writing for two of the biggest theatres in the Western world, and uh, she is really an astonishing playwright, and her career is taking off in the most amazing ways.
0: So, how did your path cross Hannah's?
1: What happened was I worked on something called the Semitic Commonwealth Play Reading Series with Silk Road Rising in Chicago. Uh, Jamil Khoury, who's the artistic director of Silk Road Rising, invited me to be the lead director of six plays three Palestinian, three Israeli, that uh, talked about the Israeli Palestinian conflict directly. And Hannah's play was one of the first, was one of the plays that was chosen. Now, I didn't direct the reading of Hannah's play during that particular stage reading series. But I saw it, and we chose it, and we've always felt very uh, connected to it ever since reading it. And we included it in our anthology, which was recently published, titled Six Plays of the Israeli-Palestinian Conflict, with McFarland um, out of North Carolina. And that began uh, your
0: directing journey in terms of this play uh, in
1: particular. Yes, Duranj invited me to direct the play. And I was very excited because it's a play that really covers the Palestinian story in a very interesting way. Um, You know, the great Edward Said, in his book After the Fall, wrote that the Palestinian experience cannot be portrayed in a very linear fashion. It's so multifaceted, so complex, and so sadly tragic that um, it needs a very diverse, almost a postmodern storytelling in order to tell that kind of story. And Hannah's play does that. It, it covers different scenes from 1948 to the present day, but it does so in a very non-linear, uh, very mosaic, and uh, a sort of pastiche pattern that allows us to see the multiple levels of the Palestinian experience. Was that extra challenging for you as a director
0: knowing that it's got this sort of unorthodox pace
1: it is challenging in certain ways but it also opens the door for creativity and others so for instance there are four different scenes that on the page were not interconnected but i made them interconnected through a very specific design choice that i that i had worked with our projection designer on and that was very. Um, that was a moment where I could really, as a director, take something that is beautifully creative on the page and transfer it to the stage. And I think that uh, that storytelling was part uh, of the, the wonderful um, creativity that a play like this affords a director like myself. Do characters recur in different scenes? In several different scenes, characters do recur. So for instance, there's a picnic scene that shows up three times in the play. Uh, there are uh, other scenes with uh, the shopkeeper and a gentleman called the Blue Hatchback Man who shows up several times. So yes, the, the scenes do uh, in some ways reoccur, and yet other scenes are completely disconnected. They're uh, Call them a one-off, if you will, where you see them only once and you don't see them again. But you know, I think that's the power of the play because also phrases reoccur, even in scenes that don't have any connectivity with them. Um, there's, a, there's one line, it'll probably never happen, that comes up over and over again in different scenes by different characters, and it's this sort of recurring ringing sound that you hear that just reminds us of the the sad feeling of frustration and this sort of endless feeling of somewhat defeat in this uh, political climate. Uh, It'll probably never happen, could mean so many things. And I think that Hannah very directly wanted to ring that line several times in order to remind us that there is this feeling of waiting for Godot, if you will, all of this time, 71 years later. Was it challenging or extra challenging to
0: find the right actor for the right role in this
1: play? It was. It was. And you know, this is the kind of play that you don't cast with a quote-unquote fully professional cast, which is to say you have a choice when you cast the play. You can either go with actors that are highly trained and go in that route, or you go with actors that bring in a cultural knowledge that is so important and so real that you can't deny it. And so we had several options in casting, but especially in the case of our Uh, palestinian actors they bring a cultural wealth of knowledge that no actor uh that is not arab and not palestinian could really embrace the way they do that that kind of authenticity is something that 50 years of drama school teaching will never teach you because it comes from it comes from the soul of an actor you just have to have that kind of authenticity to to tell a story like this and so it's
0: called scenes from 71 years can you explain the title a little bit to
1: our listeners Well, uh, the the number changes with each year of the founding of the State of Israel in 1948. So the play was originally written as scenes from 62 years. It was staged as scenes from 68 years, and now it's having its U.S. premiere as scenes from 71 years. And I think what Hannah's trying to do is she's trying to ask us, where does that number stop? if you will. And I think that is really what Hannah's trying to do with that that living title. It's, a, it's a, a living title. It's meant to change every year. And it's meant to ask us, how long can this untenable situation continue? It was just as important in scenes from 62 years as it is in scenes from 71 years, that the conflict has, if anything, gotten worse. It has not Nothing has gotten better, even after the Oslo Accords, even after all the peace talks and the decades and decades and decades of uh, shuttle, quote unquote, shuttle diplomacy. What has really changed? If anything, it's gotten worse. So I think the play, sadly, is very relevant for all the wrong reasons, <laughs> if you will. Um, it's, it's relevant because... Um, This is what I call the bleeding head wound of world politics. And all we keep doing is putting Band-Aids on it with these uh, temporary stopgap solutions that that only make Palestinian lives more miserable and untenable. Having said that, there were such humorous
0: moments also in the play. That's true.
1: Uh, It reminds me of what uh, a New York Times uh, journalist found, uh, Ahmed Ahmed, the great Egyptian comedian. They Mm. said, there's nothing funny about your people. <laughs> and, uh, and it's so funny because Arabs, I think are very funny. You know, if you look at our comedies, if you look at our, our movies, if you look at our, uh, our Musal Salet, uh, we, we can be really, really funny people. And so the play has this wonderful bleak humor to it, which I think is important, but it also has very, very touching, uh, moments as well. And, and that's what I think great theater does. It takes us through the range of human experiences from the most tragic to the most hilarious. And, uh, it's been doing that ever since the the Greeks had uh, staged their plays uh, thousands of years ago. And so that this is in the same tradition. Uh, It reminds us that life is sometimes terribly bleak and depressing and other times ridiculously funny for sometimes all the wrong reasons.
0: Mm -hmm. True. The the play Scenes from 71 Years uh, by Hannah Khalil, directed by uh, our guest today, the one and only Malik Nazar or Michael Malik Nazar. However, you call him, come <laughs> see his work, come see the cast, come see display, which uh, Malik, we said, will
1: begin officially on on the 8th. So Monday night is our opening night. And uh, we've uh, luckily we've already sold out opening night and nice. our previews are selling out right now. As, as a matter of fact, I think tonight and is is sold out as well. So that's really wonderful. You know, it, it just it's so great to, to have this early response to have people willing to take the chance. Uh, I can tell you I've directed plays before where you have 10 people in the audience <laughs> that holds 150. So, it, you know, those kinds of things happen. But in this play, we're getting some early positive response with these numbers. And I think that tells us something. I think that tells us that people want these kinds of stories told and that they need these kinds of stories told. This is a very complex issue that requires great storytelling. And there are wonderful Palestinian and Israeli playwrights that are writing amazing plays about this topic. So I think it's vital that artists continue to keep telling this story because we must break through this impasse, this this endless impasse that we're seeing in the Middle East. We, we have to find a way forward that will make these people's lives better. So it is going through May 5th, That's and it. people can go to
0: goldenthread.org to get their tickets and uh, c- come see the play and uh, meet uh, Malik in person because you will you be around for the uh, entire uh, run of the play? Or-
1: Unfortunately not. I, I do need to return to Eugene to be with my wife and daughter. My wife Ren and my daughter Malak. Uh, but I will be. Uh, I'll be here through the ninth. And um, you know, I am available through uh, email and uh, and uh, if anybody wants to call me at the university, I'm more than happy to hear your feedback. If you see the play and it moves you, or if you have comments about it, please let me know. I, I I've desperately tried through dramaturgy, through research, and through other means, personal interviews with other Palestinians that I have know and I've, I've spoken to, to get these details right. I want to tell the Palestinian story authentically, through imagery, through the use of, for instance, we hired a professional uh, Arabic translator to translate some of the dialogue into Palestinian dialect Arabic. We need more um Arab and Arab-American voices on American stages. And so that's happening gradually through plays that are staged by people like you know, Heather Raffo, the great Iraqi-American playwright, Leila Bak, the Lebanese-American playwright, um, uh, Yusuf El-Gundi, the great Egyptian-American playwright. There are so many great plays out there. And if you need resources, please contact me. I'd be happy to put you into touch with those uh, those plays and those playwrights in order to get their plays on American stages where they belong.
0: First-class director al Al-Alami, Michael Malik Nazar has been my guest on this section of Arabology. Thank you. I know you have rehearsals and there's a lot of pressure going on. Thank you for the time you've given us today, Malik. Thank you so much. Thank you and have a wonderful afternoon.